What's going on, Facebook? What's going on? This is your boy, Just Justin. This is another Tuesday night. And you know what that means. Nothing But Sports Show. Exclusively on the Nothing But Sports Central page on Facebook. Uh, I, I got some... I got some new co-hosts tonight, guys. Uh, I mean, they're new for this week, but these guys are, are regulars, man. Uh, we, we got the, the guy all the way from Maryland representing Maryland. We got the franchise in the building. Jasper, what you up to, man? What's good? What's good? To everybody, it's Sports Talk America. It's your boy, Mr. Franchise, aka that dude.com, aka the greatest sports analyst to ever bless the sports ways. Hashtag dang dollar strikes again. I'm ready to bless you guys on Tuesday nights. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, and making his return to the NBS show, uh, we had him on about a month ago or so. Uh, representing the ATL, uh, Marlon, what's going on, man? What's good, you know, representing, you know, one half of the sports block, you know how we do, you know how we do, Jay Franchise knows how we do, Justin, you know how we do, so, you know, I'm here to deliver, because that's what I do. So real quick, hey, hey, real quick, I didn't know it was fitted cap Tuesday, man. Like you guys got fitted. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't get the memo. So I I, I want to put that out there, number one. And number two, Marlon, man, I ain't seen you since like 1985. Oh, so, oh, so you like Kevin Hart. You didn't know we was wearing chains today, huh? You could have told me we was wearing chains, huh? <laughs> well, if I was representing the area yeah, that, uh, that represented the Washington football team, I, I probably wouldn't wear a hat today either. Oh, yeah, man, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard up there right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's extremely terrible. You know, really? your, your man, your man's Darius guys. you know. Oh, God. It's not looking good for that young fella. Oh, God. We'll dive into that in a second, man. That, that guy, he finished, man. <laughs> Finito. <laughs> All right, yes. guys. Well, let's start with the with the, the biggest news of the week so far. Um, we got the college football season. Man, it's really it's getting crazy. It's up in the air. We got the Big Ten and the Pac-12 announcing today because yesterday it was it was announced that they were going to cancel the whole season. Today they've changed their mind. They're going to push it back to the spring. Um, and then we have other conferences like the SEC, the ACC announcing that they they're going to go on and play. So uh, what do you think this means for college football? Are you, are you still hopeful that we're going to see some college football? Um, what's y'all thoughts on it? Let, let me bless you guys real quick, man. So um, due to this pandemic, I've, I've learned a lot of things about the, you know, the actual coronavirus. Um, again, my prayers and thoughts to all those who have been affected, who've lost a loved one and whatnot to, to this Um to this, um, one of the things that um, I've learned is that if you were to um, to get the the coronavirus, um, one of the things that I've learned is that it does cause major heart concerns and heart issues for people 
who, you know, who do return, uh, you know, back to normal. And they're not usually the same kind of person. Uh, so for me, I, I think it, I think it's not really a great idea um, for college football, let alone football in general. I feel like the UFC did it right. The NBA is doing it right. I just don't see college football putting kids in a bubble. I just don't like, I, I don't see the plan. I just don't see it to whereas we could contain this and keep keep it, you know, coronavirus free because they're going to have to travel. They're going to have to keep them in hotels and the full. My opinion, I think, and this is just me, and I don't want anyone to think, oh, you know, the franchise is being negative. I think sports needs to take an L this year until we've totally eradicated, you know, the coronavirus. What are your thoughts, Marcus? Go ahead. There's, uh, there's two words that I'm going to use to describe this situation. Control and liability. Mm. So the reason why the tides have turned of late is due to the chancellors, presidents, and ADs are finally paying attention and listening to the medical council and the general council, which is the lawyers of the schools and the conference. And right now, can either one of you guys honestly tell me that one of these ADs or count, uh, chancellors or presidents is ready to tell somebody's parents that they died from the coronavirus or they've contracted it and now they have some some kind of you know underlying issue that they get long-term effects from this virus none of them are ready to have that conversation with the parents so right now it's looking like health is going to win over money which we never thought we'd probably ever see this ever happen not in just sports but just in life in general usually the money wins out but right now it looks like they're using a little bit of morality and doing the right thing. Um, the SEC, that's about stubborn old dudes in the South. That's what SEC is about. And what they're doing is they're continuing to kick the can down the road because they really don't want to tell their constituents and everybody donating money to the program that no, this ain't gonna happen. This is a bad idea. That's what this is about. This is about control and liability. They cannot control, you know, what's going on on these campuses, even though they say they have protocols set forth. They really can't control, you know, college, college kids, 18 to 22. I remember what I was doing when I was in college at that age. You couldn't control me. I did what I wanted when I wanted. Yeah, I broke a lot of rules during that time frame too. So I know you cannot contain those young men and young women on a college campus. They're gonna do what they wanna do. You know, you can say, hey, well, we're gonna lock them up in a dorm. But what's, what are they gonna do? Hey, I'm gonna go see this little, you know, some, some, I got a little tender date, you know, blah, blah, blah. They cannot <laughs> control that. They cannot control the virus. But the one thing they can control is, hey, I can control not having a liability on something actually happening that I can't control. 
Lawsuit City, that's all I'm going to say, man. I just feel like it's a lot. Like, it's just going to take one. All it's going to take is one person. That's it? That's all it's going to take. And then people are going to be shook for days. You know? And, like, in the MLB, yes, they're grown adults. NBA, same thing. NFL, same thing. But with college athletes who are playing for nothing, I, I just feel like lawsuit city. And if I'm a college player, if I'm a college athlete, period, I put a, a, I take out one of those insurance policies out, just in case, just in case. But, you, ahead, said, but you just told me before the, the show started that breaking news that uh, Ohio State quarterback Fields is rumored to want to uh, move to a team that actually can play. So, I mean, these guys are playing for something. Like, this guy, he's playing for draft stock. I mean, this is his no, livelihood. Not. No, he's not. What do you mean he's not? Tre I'm going to tell you something. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, their draft stock is bona fide right now. They don't have to play another down of football. They mm. don't. They, trust me, they don't. And just a little birdie. They both of those guys have agents lurking right now. So I'm both, both, both the, of them. I'm because the second part. Because what's going to happen is no, no fall is. football. Those guys are not playing in the spring because right. they got to get ready for the draft. So right, but, but, but Marlon is Justin Fields an NFL quarterback? Right now, he is. With the way the NFL is going with quarterbacks, he is. Deshaun Watson, Lamar yeah. Jackson, Kyler Murray, he's built from that mold. Yeah, he, he, does. He, does, he does most of the same things that they do. Okay. But he needs another year. He needs... I, I need to see it. I need another I, year to see I, it. I, I see your point, Justin, but... There's a lot of other players in the past when we didn't have a pandemic where we felt like they needed another year and they got to the NFL and they showed their worth. Name one. <laughs> I can name somebody right now who should have stayed in college. Oh, we, have all, we can name those too. We can, we can name those too. And I also know somebody who plays for Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> who ain't won somebody in Super Bowl? Who should have stayed in Stanford College and got his, his bachelor's degree? I know that much. Uh, you talking about Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan went to Boston College for four years. Oh, he did. He should have did the fifth year. Okay. <laughs> just he like your guy. Five. Just like your guy, Drew Brees. He went to Purdue for four years. Hold on. He got the ring, baby. I don't know what y'all teaching at at, uh, at Boston College, man, or if it's just the fact that Cascades is not a great uh, catering anymore. When, when we get off the show, working. when we get off the show, I want you to go on Justin Fields and tell me if you think he needs to come back for another year. That's right, Matty Ice. Oh my God, why are we doing this? Like, don't. Oh my God, this is terrible. Thank you, oh, Justin. That, that was a terrible, 
That was a terrible picture. Okay. But the point the point I'm making is like those two guys along with a with a you know, there's a list of other guys, top name guys in college. They don't they don't need to play another down of college football. We we've seen their stock and they're bona fide. They're bona fide yeah. talent. But here's the thing, Marlon. So many things happen from you know the season to the combine to interviews to the actual day of the draft. Uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of coaches that are going to look at fields and say, you know, your first full year at Ohio State, you showed us this, but now we want to see the net. We want to see the growth, and all they got to go off of is that one year at Ohio State. It could be trouble. It How many years did Kyle Murray? He was great. He wasn't great at Ohio State. He made some. He made some 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 yikes decisions. Let, let, let's be honest about that. But I'm not well, saying the guy. He, he could he could be a, a Cam Newton. Well, I wouldn't even want to put him in the same um, avenue as Cam Newton because Cam Newton's a bum. But what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is if. If a if a NFL team has to only go off for that one year, and there's no room for, and they don't know what's the next level or the next step for him, they may have to sit him for like two, three years. So, so that question: could be a problem. What do all NFL coaches think? Oh yeah, that's what they ran in college. When we get him here in our system, you know, we're gonna do some really great things. Never. They they all think Never. that. They all never, they never. They didn't do it with RG three. They didn't do it with RG three. Who should have stayed at Baylor and learned how to read a defense? That was and gross negligence in Washington. What they did to RG three, that was gross negligence. <laughs> it was. He was hurt. He should not have been on that field with his knee in that condition. I, I agree with you, Marlon. However, comma, the dude still can't read a defense to save his life. Patrick okay? Mahomes said he just figured out how to read a defense. Look who's look who's head coaches. But what does Andy Reid do? He has the same mentality of other coaches. When I get you in my system, I will do with you what your talents allow you to be able to flourish and do. All right. NFL coaches are that way. So not to drift off the subject, because I know Justin got some things to say, you know, and I I don't want Justin to feel left out. He's he's in, he's enjoying this back and forth banter right now. Oh, I mean, this has been like over, you know, over over 10 years in the making, Marlon. I mean, we haven't we haven't spoken since you know 1992. So um so so um in, in reference to the season, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I really don't. So, if it happens, what? how do you think it's going to work with, you know, half of college football playing in the fall and half of it playing in the spring? How is that going to work when it comes down to a championship at the end? There won't be a championship. There won't huh? be a playoff. It would. It would. It would simply be – Hey, we had the best record in our conference. Okay, you won your conference. No, I, this, this is what I think. Well, that could happen. But 
this is what I'm thinking. I think they're going to push the NFL draft back to about like May time frame. And I think they're going to, um, like if the half, if half was going to start in the spring, which will probably be like January, February time, like probably January time frame, you'll probably play January, February, play your championship in March. You have a, you have a month to get ready for, you know, a month to six weeks to get ready for the draft. Have you drafted me? Keep it moving. Hey, Roger Goodell, I just gave you the plan. Hey, send me my bread. Run me so, my coins. So that idea you had, it sounded nice, but technically it's trash because what you would be doing is if they tried to play in the fall, you would have guys play about eight to 10 games in the fall and then turn around in the spring and play another eight to 10 games. No, you can't do that to no. players that, you can't do that to players that aren't getting paid. You can't do that. But what I'm saying is Marlon, it's not eight. Okay, so let's just say the SEC and the big 12 decide, all right, we're gonna play in the, we're gonna play in the fall and the Pac-12 and, the, uh, and, and big 10 say we're gonna play in the spring. Okay, you could play 10 games in the fall and then your season's done, right? And then the winner between, you know, S the SEC winner and the Big Ten winner, they play each other and then boom, that's one. Then in the spring, they play, you know, you had the Pac-12 and Big Ten, or yeah, Big Ten that play against each other, they play, they play their 10 games. Then the winners of those conferences, they play against each other. Then what you do is you take those two winners from the fall and those in the spring, they play each other on one weekend, get it done, boom, boom, and then we're off to the NFL draft. So it's now you got players that have played in three or four months, and you expect them to, you know, just be game ready and, and go out and play a championship after it's not, not playing. Not happening. I agree this. with Justin. It's not Watch happening. this. Watch this. Gatorade Zero. Watch film, eat healthy, lift no. weights, make it we happen. The first week of the season, everybody is rusty. You know, people are playing differently. The first week of the season is way different from the last game of the season because the last game of the season, you know, you, you're, you, you're up to speed. You, you, got, you got your rhythm going on. Then the first game of the season, man, there's a lot of, a lot of teams that underplay. A lot yes. of teams. That, yeah, so there's no right. way you can go three or four months without playing. And then all of a sudden, be able to be at your best to win a national championship. So, so, with that being said, just cancel the season. Exactly, that's what they're doing. But, but just Trevor Lawrence, I feel had a good point because the thing is, these guys are still going to go party. They're still going to go to frat yep. parties. They're still going to hang they're out partying right now. Yes. So, so the fact that you're saying that you're saving them from the coronavirus is not true. Matter of fact, you may be keep bringing them into a safer place. By, by quarantining them and, and, and playing a, a season. And then, and, and Trevor Lawrence also said too, you also sending these guys who are going back into way worse conditions than they are in college, going back home to, you know, not no healthcare, you know, poor situations where they're more susceptible to the virus. So you're actually giving them a safe haven by being in college football, having the medical personnel there that if you do catch it, you're going to have the best medical personnel there to help you. But Justin, that, it's, it, 
it, it's like damn if you do, damn if you don't. You don't play, the colleges lose money, the kids get put into a bad position where they could catch it. It will, and then if you do play, the chance of you catching it is still up there. Oh, we got the, the greatest medical staff in, in, in the planet, but yet you still caught the disease. And oh, by the way, it does cause major, it, major physical issues long-term for you. It, damn if you do, damn if you don't. It, it's, if you don't do it, you lose money, but you're saving people. If you do you're it, you're making the world happy, but then these kids run the chance of getting the damn virus. You, you gambling with faceless dice. Exactly. You're gambling with a faceless dice. Yo, let's move along. This dude be on it, man. I, I like that analogy. Hey, you might want to copyright that before I take that, man. And see, y'all made a good point earlier that, you know, these guys, these guys are not being paid. So you're, you're asking them to risk their, you know, their life for not getting paid. But to me, that's a bigger issue because if I'm an NFL player, I'm, I got my money. Whether I play this year or I don't, they've already said that if you don't play, your, your contract continues the, the following year. So you automatically got your money. These college players don't. These college players need this. I mean, there are, you know, there are the Trevor Lawrence's of the world that they're guaranteed to be drafted, but there are a whole lot really more. Huh? Do you really need it? It's, do you? It, do you? It, it's a lot of, it, the, the guys that hurts the most are those fringe guys, guys that are late round draft picks or undrafted free agents. Those are the guys that, it, that this really hurts. The guys with names, you know, we would love to see them play again, but most of them, they don't really need another year of ball. They, they're, they're ready now. They get ready to do your, your, your training for the NFL combine or, or whatever, and, you know, prepare for the draft. But those, right. those late round guys and undrafted free agents, those are the guys this really hurts. It, it really hurts them because some of those guys are dependent. Hey, you know, I was going to play about, you know, 30% of the snaps this year, you know, put out some good tape for the scouts, blah, blah, blah. And now they won't get a chance to do that. But at the same time, some guys, they may really not care because their health is of utmost concern to them. And they have the right to opt out. They do. And, and no you have the opportunity. Have huh? But you also, you also have the opportunity to move up from being an undrafted free agent or a sixth or seventh round guy to potentially be a third round guy or second. You know, prime example, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was a sixth to seventh round pick before the season started. Joe Burrow had the possibility to go undrafted before that season. Facts. And he went from that to the first pick in the NFL draft where, you know, I love him. You know, I love what he did at LSU, but, you know, he's, um, he's, so he's, um, he's going to be in trouble. In, oh, in, uh, he's, in trouble in he's got weapons, oh, yeah. but if their offensive line don't play. <laughs> and you got to go against the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns. Bye. You know, it's better than not being drafted. I don't care what situation. And being number one pick is never a bad situation. 
Okay. All right. Count that check. Count that check really quick. That's true. But that's true. All right, guys. Well, we can, you know we can talk about this all night, but uh, let's get on to actual sports that we know that's actually going on and succeeding. Like the most successful, yes. besides UFC, the most successful sports going on right now is the bas basketball NBA. I mean, the bubble, the bubble is working great. I mean, they haven't had a, a, a positive COVID situation in over a month. Um, but, okay. you know, we got, you know, we, we got bubble play. It's almost over. I think they got maybe two games left. Most most teams have two games left. So they still got some seating uh, not definitely taken care of. Um, but we have some surprises in this bubble, like things that wasn't happening before. Um, the two biggest stories is, you know, T.J. Warren. For, you know, Indiana, you know, this guy's averaging over almost 40 points a game, you know, and, and, and we also got the Suns. The Suns won tonight, seven-game winning streak. And, and they're, they're in position to possibly take that eight seed in, in the West. That's a huge surprise. Which, which story to y'all is the story of the bubble this year? I'm going to go with the Suns, man. And I want Monty Williams to win coach of the bubble. I love what the Suns are doing. I think they're young, they're vibrant. They have a great, they have a great system. I think Monty, like I said, Monty did a great job putting those guys to play hard together and play well together off of each other. Devin Booker has been playing outstanding. Um, um, I, I love, like I said, I love the cohesion. I love, I, I just love the team uh, aspect of the game. Um, I, I got to admit, I love what the Suns are doing, um, not only on the offensive end, but also defensively. They're playing great defensive basketball. Nothing against T.J. Warren, but I just feel like, and and y'all might laugh when I say this, but, um, you know, he's he's tabbing into his inner Kawhi Leonard right now, um, you know, with the braids and, the, you know, the beard and, you know, the jump shot falling. You know, I, I feel like, you know, this is this is a one-hit wonder. <laughs> what are you thinking, Marlon? Just being honest. Well, uh, on a lighter note, to start off with T.J. Warren, you know, he had a couple of nice games, but I, was, I knew once the uh, NBA drug tested him, you know, he'd come back down to earth. <laughs> Thank I'm, you! I'm I'm sure they drug tested him after the, those couple of games. Like, come on, dude, you've been in the league this many years and you're just now playing like this. Something's got to be here. <laughs> um, maybe Ted, or maybe uh, Nate McMillan just said, hey, man, just go play ball. Just go, yeah, just go, go play ball. But uh, I, I agree with uh, Mr. Franchise. The Suns are a great story. Devin Buckets, as I call him, you know, he's a uh, walking scoring machine. Um, pretty much when he walks in the arena, you have to start playing defense against him because he will light it up and shoot it from anywhere. Um, they're playing very, very great right now. Um, but I want to give a shout out to the, the Blazers as well because – you know, they have come into this bubble and they have taken advantage of their opportunity as well. And it's looking like they're probably going to get that eighth seed in the West and, um, you know, a good on them because Dame time, he's a baller. 
a baller, 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 baller. He scored 61 today. Exactly. So 61 points? I heard him and Skip Bayless been beefing, so I wonder what Skip's gonna have to say, gonna say tomorrow after hearing about Dame's 61. He can't say anything. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, FS1 fire Skip Bayless. Don't, 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 don't do not amp this dude Dame Dollars up, man. Don't do it. And I'm gonna give, and I hate to do this, I'm gonna give a bold prediction. They win that AC. The Lakers, the, the Lakers are in serious trouble because they wow. have nobody can stop Dame Dallas and um, CJ McCollum at the same time. Period. It depends on it depends on which Melo shows up in that series. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. For point. That's a if, very good point. If if this Melo shows up. I agree they could give the Lakers a lot of problems, but if Melo kind of falls asleep a little bit and, you know, doesn't play full out. Okay, see Melo. Okay, see Melo. You know, you know, the end of those. Okay, see Melo shows up. Okay, see Melo shows up. This is going to be over quick. Real quick. But if if Melo, you know, that, that that's you know he's trying to redefine himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. We get that. It's a problem. I saw him tonight. He's dunking with two hands. I'm like, Melo, wait, what? Where is this coming from? Hey, this, this dude, was, this dude must have been eating. He must have been eating seaweed and 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 um and um and kiwi and. You know, he he left he left them fried chicken wings and um and um General Tiles chicken on on 85th and Lennox alone. Well, in New York, you gotta remember, Lala, she's gone from power now. So, <laughs> oh, I, I forgot, I forgot all the reason, all the reason. His jump shots on, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just, I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I know you know the Trailblazers are a big story this, in this bubble. But the Suns, the fact that they've won seven in a row, and it's not seven, it's not seven trash teams. It's not seven, you know, bottom of the barrel lottery teams. Every single one of those wins was against current playoff teams, not people who are trying to be in the playoffs. Actual playoff teams you can't deny that that's true. they have been falling and, and if they go eight and oh how can you deny them the playoffs i don't i don't want to see them being denied if, if they if this you know if they, they got one more game against the dallas put them in the play-in i would let them in portland be the play-in teams yeah i don't care what Memphis are they does. out of the <laughs> hold on are they hold on are they Hold on. Are they you got, out of you got the... Houston, um, you got San Antonio, you got uh, Portland, and you got Phoenix. That's the four right now. They're all a half a game that separates those four teams. And it's down to, like, the last game. And I think Memphis has Friday, two games. Friday's the last night. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't Gosh, know what they're going to do if all four of them end up with the same record. I, I pray that Phoenix has a chance. 
I pray that they don't get left out of the playing game because if they go eight and zero and have this kind of yeah. run, man, they deserve a shot, man. This you can't deny them that shot. Oh man, them Pelicans looking bad right now. They might as well send them. <laughs> hey, yeah, let's they, talk about that. Man. That was for another show, man. They they need to send them guys home, man. They you you know what that was, Justin. That was the basketball gods restoring order because the NBA tried to sneak them into the playoffs so they could get those ratings off Zion and it backfired. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, you know, that's why Alvin Gentry needs to be gone, man. We talked about this last week. Uh, we, we, we need the NBA gods. We, we need the NBA gods to color your gray hair, okay, on your chin, 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 okay? So, so check this out, man. So check this out, man. It's called wisdom. My, wisdom, sir. Oh, my God. Okay. So here's my issue, right? I like Memphis, and I like Phoenix. They're done, though. They, without Jaron Jackson, they're done. Yeah, they're done. I know they're done. I like John Morant, though. John be balling, man. But he's, um, he's so inefficient. He as can't a do it on his own, though. He's what again? He's he's very inefficient right now as a shooter. It's I like agree. if he can't get to the cup or use his athleticism, you know, he he's easier to defend. Right. My my man, I just don't I like what Phoenix is doing. But damn it, bro. You look at you look, I, I really do like what Phoenix is doing. It's actually setting up for something very beautiful come next season. Like I think they're going to really give some people a serious run for their money well, Phoenix come is next season. In two years away. They're always that team that is, oh, oh yeah. next year. Next year. Next year. Right. I, I, Man, I think this year they're showing everyone, hey, next year we're going we gonna to make some noise. But we're going to make noise. talking about. The San Antonio Spurs, they're still in the hunt. They're in that four yes. that I just mentioned. And they have not missed the playoffs in 20 years. Yep. 20 years. So that is a huge deal. Like, so, I mean, the fact that they're still within one game, you know, last game of the, of the season, they could make the playoffs and and, and push that, that streak alive for for Pop, man. Like, so, so he's going there, like, but for, for, my, for my taste, man, as much as Dame is doing there, I still want to see Phoenix, man. That, that Cinderella story. Because, you right. know, the Trailblazers, they've been in the mix this last couple of years. They've been in the playoffs. They're the same team they were before. Of course, they got Melo, but I'm not sold on Melo. He's doing good now. It, it ain't going to last. But, man, Phoenix, Phoenix has always been that team that's always been at the bottom. Oh, they're going to be good next year. They could actually do – they can do something this year. They're not going to win against the Lakers. But – the fact that they can but, send them but the Lakers to, to six or seven, that'd be that'd be amazing. But the storyline behind Portland is that, you know, I like what Dame said. I'm not just coming out here for nothing. Yeah. I like I'm not coming out here for nothing. I, I'm not just gonna come in and play. Like we got goals, we got things we we trying to do, right? Like that storyline is amazing, and if you rise that wave into the playoffs, if it's against the Lakers, who, by all accounts, and I'm just being honest, 
if Rondo don't come, doesn't come back, and um, there's one more guy that's out right now for them. And oh, uh, Avery Bradley. It's, it's, well, Avery Bradley. Oh yeah, KCP. KCP. He he heard. Oh yeah. And, yeah. If KCP and Rondo don't come back, they're in trouble. I, I'm I'm gonna just flat out say it. LeBron can only do but so much. AD can only do but so much. And actually, to be honest with you, AD, and I'll, let me just send this message to AD real quick. Hey, man, you seven feet tall, man. Get your tail on the box where no one can stop you. I'm tired of you shooting that damn three. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of you airballing threes. That's not your shot. Get in the post, man, and go to work. Do some damage in the paint. So... The question I got for y'all is, can Phoenix re-sign Devin Booker? That's the biggest question. They've already re-signed him. They re-signed yeah. him last year. Five-year extension. Oh, yeah. They did. They my, did. My thing is, will he, will he stay? I, I think, he'll, I think he can I, stay. I guess bro. that's my question. Will he stay? I mean, when you put DeAndre Ayton and and other pieces around him, and I think it's possible. I, you know, I, the 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 hard part with a guy of that caliber is you got to put players around him that make him better, right? And and propel you accordingly. The hard part with Phoenix is that when you do put guys around him that are, you know, legit. You're gonna end up having to pay him, and you've already paid Devin Booker max dollars. You're gonna to have to pay the big man, you know, DeAndre Aiden, big dollars. You might have one more spot for a max player. After that, that's it. Then you're gonna be Golden State. Yeah. Do y'all agree that uh, Draymond Green uh, should have been fined for quote unquote tampering? By saying that Devin Booker needs, needs to find a new home? Draymond always be crudin'. That's what he does. He always be crudin'. That's how KD got the Golden State. Draymond. <laughs> but my thing is, in this bubble... He's trying to help the front office get players because he knows that they need some help. Great. You know? He knows what, what Draymond do? Steph and Clay Draymond do? LeBron and AD. Draymond Wait. always be crudin. He be crude. <laughs> the hood way of saying uh, recruiting. That's the hood way of saying recruiting. Nah, you always right. be um, crudin. I don't. Here's a, he knew what he was doing. He did. But I, I don't think he was trying to do it from a Golden State perspective. I think he was looking out for the young guy in the sense that, hey, man, at some point you, you're going to want to win more than make this bread. So, hey, I think you need to look out for the greater good of your career, you know, and don't be known as the dude that made $300 million but never won, you know, or never got out of the first round. That's what Draymond trying to tell him. But what Draymond's failing to realize is that he's not going to come to Golden State. And nope. if he does go to Golden State, 
you're the cat, you're the guy that's leaving. Because they ain't letting go Steph and they ain't letting go Clay, period. I, I differ a little bit with that. Because unfortunately, if Golden State was to get Devin Booker, Draymond or Clay Thomas, Clay Thompson would be on the outs. It's Draymond. That's easy. Draymond's the number one option to leave, but Clay would be the second option to leave if you don't get rid of Draymond. They because will, they because, will never because you got because you gotta look at you gotta look at how the team would be constructed at that point. You got Devin Booker, who's what? Six four, six five. You got Steph, who's what, six three. You got Clay, who's like six, 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 seven. You only got one guy in that trio that can really play defense on a solid basis. The fact that not the fact that he could go to Golden State, but the thing is, we're in a bubble, man. You got these guys hanging out the pool. You had, you know, you had they talking Toronto, I mean, not Toronto, uh, Brooklyn actually talked to Houston on, on, on how, to, how to beat Milwaukee because they were hanging out of the pool. Like, this is, like, how can they, people not be tampering in this bubble? Everybody's talking to everybody. And if you think that you're going to hang out with every single NBA player in the bubble and make sure they're not saying, hey, bro, you may want to hook up next year. Come on, man. Join the squad. <laughs> they, they've been talking that the next super team could come out of this bubble. Because people are now talking to each other, so the fact that you're gonna say he got he, he should be fined fifty thousand dollars for tampering because you just said it on camera, it's being said everywhere else. You don't think Devin Booker's been talked to by many you other teams? You know what? That 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 that's what makes this one guy You know you know who I'm talking about, Jay right. Franchise. That's what makes that guy the goat because he he changed player upward mobility. You know who I'm talking about, LeBron James. He's responsible for all this player mobility and player, you know, players being smarter and, and controlling the narrative of their free agency, you know, situations. LeBron James. LeBron and his five cell phones. Oh my gosh. LeBron and his five, not you too. Five and his five, um, and his five, um, encrypted cell phones that no one knows about. And that's how he gets it. Look, when he wanted Kevin Love, he made a call. He he got the phones from Kevin Love. He got the phones from KD because KD got he got a whole warehouse full of phones. Oh, I believe it. Speaking of LeBron, he got 10. KD got 10. I agree. Speaking of LeBron, like the playoffs actually start this week. Uh, you know, of course, you don't have everything set, but is there any playoff matchups that y'all look forward to watching more than others? Yes. I want to see, um, and I think it's going to probably end up being the 4 5 for both sides. I yeah. want to see the Rockets and Thunder, um, and I want to see the Heat and Pacers. I really want to see that Rockets Thunder because, you know, again, Chris Paul versus um, 
versus uh, James Harden. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris Paul versus Russell Westbrook. And James um, Harden. And James Harden. And I love what Oklahoma City's doing right now. I love it. I'm, I am in awe with what Oklahoma City is doing. I thought Oklahoma City was going to be a lottery team, if anything, this upcoming year. And I didn't even think – I thought Chris Paul was going to sit out. But he humbled up. He, you know, he did the right thing. And I'm going to be honest, and I actually had a discussion with someone about this um, a couple days ago. I think this was the perfect fit for Chris Paul. I don't think that running gun Mike D'Antoni um, never won an NBA championship offense worked for Chris Paul. I think uh, an offense that, okay, we could get out and run, but we could also run sets and, and do, you know, slow the game down and, you know, everyone plays their role. That works for Chris Paul. That's where you see the most efficient side of Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul plays well with the big as well. He got Steven Adams. I totally agree. I totally agree. 100% agree. About the Thunder's practices. In their practices, he's never on the same squad as Gildas Alexander or Dennis Schroeder. He's like, he's like got those guys in like point guard training, so to speak. He goes at them and practice and he makes them compete. So he's never on the same squad with them in practice. And I love that because he keeps them guys on their toes and he makes them compete. And he's teaching them, you know, hey, this is how you become a professional NBA point guard. Yes, totally agree. Um, I like what the Rockets are doing. I mean, it, the, the, the uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden connection actually fits and works to some sort of extent. Um, but I, I'm very interested to see that Rockets and Thunder. I want to see the Heat and Pacers. Yeah, and here's why. Jimmy here's, <laughs> here's why. It's I love what Jimmy Buckets has done. Right, I like what the Heat are doing and where they're going with the squad that they constructed because I think they're a dangerous team in the East. But on the flip side, them damn paces look pretty interesting. If T.J. Warren, there's two sides. T.J. Warren is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? I don't think so, we're going to get no more than T.J. Warren. So, no, no, no. So watch this. If T.J. Warren is on and he's giving you 30-plus points, oh, it's on and cracking. There's a great chance that, Indiana, that uh, the Pacers could win some games and possibly win the series. But the T.J. Warren goes back to the rookie T.J. Warren, where he was averaging five points a game, two assists, and one rebound to go along with five fouls. That guy. They out of there. But they, they, uh, they, don't, they don't have Sabonis, though. No, they the, don't. That, that's big, especially Maybe. with uh, with uh, Bam in the middle for Miami. Like Bam. Bam, Bam is, going, is very improved. I like Bam's game. I like Bam's game too, man. But go ahead, Marlon. My bad, bro. I want to see that Indiana-Miami matchup as well because I don't know if you guys remember, T.J. Warren got ejected from a previous game when him and Jimmy Butler, they were going at it and, you know, they were jawing and stuff like that, and he got ejected from the game. But um, 
definitely that Houston, you know, matchup with uh, OKC. Um, I think that possible Denver, possible Dallas matchup could be a very good one in the West as well. Dallas is a, right now they're the seventh seed, so they're yeah. looking at the Clippers. Yeah, they're looking at the Clippers. That that that's going to be a good series as well. It, the the whole West for the most part are going to have some good matchups. Like I think if Memphis ends up being eight, the Lakers will probably sweep them, you know, so they can guest. But if Portland goes in there, that'll probably go about six games. I can see that. I can see I, my that. Thing, I, you know, I'm gonna catch a lot of flack from people because they, you know, they're gonna have to wear wear on the wheel. So that, that's why I'm saying this. But I want to see that Dallas, LA matchup because, like, I mean, I. I know the Clippers are going to take it, but I think you'll go six, at least six, if not seven. Is it because of Luka Doncic? It's all because of Luka Doncic. Okay. And for singles. Um, um, so so I, I'm going to say this, Justin, and this is no <laughs> no slight to Luka Doncic, right? I think Luka is a very good player. I think that Luka um, could very well be one of the top five players in the league. Very soon. Um, there's this guy by the name of Patrick Beverly that's been sitting out the whole entire time. And I think they're holding him out for the playoffs. For no, they're not reason. holding him out. I'm going to tell you why Patrick Beverly hasn't played. He has a soft tissue injury. Okay. That's why he's not playing. I, I feel you. But I, I think he'll be ready for the playoffs. And I don't think Luca wants that smoke and the way that the way that the Clippers are built they're going to throw so many bodies at Luka it's ridiculous and they got defensive bodies they got shooters I just think it's going to be too much man so I don't even think I, I don't see Dallas I don't see Dallas winning more than one game I like what you're saying but if I'm Dallas to combat that I always keep Seth Curry or Tim Hardaway Jr. on the floor with Luca because you spread the floor. That's true. I like that. I like you spread that. the floor. And we all know when Seth Curry gets hot, he gets hot, just like his brother. He starts I cooking. Think, I don't think Dallas is a shot to win it, but I think they make it interesting. I like what. Yeah, they, they do. They do. They and, do. You know, I, I and the question was, what do I want to see? I want to see that Lakers. I want to see Lakers of Phoenix. Now I know they don't have a shot, but I want to see it. What bigger story than the Silverado team that had to win eight straight in a row to get in, only to 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 match up against King James? Come on, man. You know, you know LeBron, is, LeBron is a different animal. LeBron is a different animal come playoff time. Like, you know, people, they make a lot of jokes about him, you know, during a regular season and stuff like that. That's but why he turns time, off his cell phone. That's why he turns off his cell phone, by the way, because he's a different dude. But go ahead. Yeah, playoff time. LeBron, he activates and he does some amazing things. Hence why my my Atlanta Hawks have never beaten him in a playoff game. He's 
a perfect 12 and 0 versus us in the playoffs. That, that so should tell you. So that's because Josh Smith decided to to uh, eat wop chicken and waffles instead of working on that jump shot. So um, that's why you know LeBron did what he did that's because, because I felt Joe like Johnson didn't have killer instinct either. I saw Joe. Ah, uh, oh, good point. Very good point. Yeah, that yeah, he, Joe he Johnson was, was, not... was paid like an alpha, but didn't play like an alpha. At Joe Johnson played like a kindergartner when he played oh, against LeBron. Now that we're done with the, the NBA, let, let's, let's go to football, man. I mean, this there's been a lot of controversial stuff going on this week. Uh, one being Darius Geis, you know, former LSU standout, All-American. Um, he had character issues at LSU, uh, but, you know, he was drafted in the second round to the Washington football team. Um, he has been arrested this week for domestic abuse against his girlfriend, which they said that uh, he strangled her until she was unconscious. He's now been cut by Washington. Uh, do y'all see a, a future for him? Do you see him getting a second chance? Uh, what are your thoughts on the incident? Um, I'll go first so you can get a chance to, to really go in. Um, Darius guys, I think at this point, the, the light on his career is very dim. You know, that pilot light is almost out on his career. You cannot strangle anyone, you know, especially not to the point where somebody goes unconscious, period. Um, I hope this young man isn't dealing with a lot of, uh, you know, psychological issues because, you know, just my opinion, I think his injury history and, and you know, not really being that successful this early in his career may, you know, be putting a lot of mental strain on him. And no excuse for his actions, but I think that young man might have a lot going on in his head that he really needs to sit down and talk to somebody about because when you strangle somebody, that means you had a lot of underlying issues that may have not been addressed in your life. So, you know, I always root for somebody to get a second chance, but with this type of uh, action, it's doubtful. And the Ray Rice situation, you know, it puts us and makes us remember that these type of domestic situations, they, they almost bury you, you know, 100% for your career. My opinion is like so. I I, I, I listened to uh, True X the Sports Guy last night on the Let's Talk About a Show, and it, it kind of sad me that, that he had this opinion on it. Uh, I mean, of course, he said that he should be gone, but he said guys like Kareem Hunt, uh, because he you know he was a feature back that he you know he was a good running back before. That's why he got a second chance. I am appalled by the, the thought that uh, we could be giving people second chances and, and allowing this only because uh, they, they, they do well on the field. Um, the, this, is this is appalling. No man should ever put their hand on a woman. Uh, anyone who knows me, I'm a correction officer. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do well with that. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe that uh, 
men should be putting their hands on women, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe they should be given the opportunity to play football if, if they do so. Uh, on a, you know, in a bigger picture, I hope he gets help. He needs help. Um, he, he needs to understand that that's not acceptable. And, and there's been reports that this is not the first time that said there have been multiple reports of him doing this. Uh, so, like, I'm an LSU guy, um, but I'm ashamed that he, he was an LSU Tiger if, uh, if that's the kind of stuff that he's about. Because as a man, that's not what I'm about. Uh, so I, I hope that his suspension is final. I hope he's not allowed back. Um, I think that may be a chance that he could be back, and but I don't support it. Uh, the thing is, I mean, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard than, than a normal person. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, every man has to have that standard. So I, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't believe he should be given a second chance. Um, what are your thoughts, Jasper? Oh man, so on one side of the equation, I think he should. I, I mean, Washington did the right thing. They did their due diligence. Oh, they had to. I, I also believe yes. Yeah, they had to. I, I agree. Um, the second part is that uh, I I don't think that he's. I think he's going to have to, in order for him to come back to the league. I think he's going to need like a Tony Dungy. He's going to need people to like back him, and he's going to need like psycho psychological evaluations and whatnot. Um, but I think he's going to need like someone that the league truly respects in order to have his back on this. Um, I think it is very slim because of the injury. If, if he didn't, so before the injury, if it would have occurred, he probably would, he probably would be back. He probably would have because his, um, his track record was speaking fairly decent of him, but coming off an injury and you do this, yeah, you kind of, yeah, you made it real hard. And if you get a chance, and that's a strong if you get a chance, like I said, you're going to need someone in the NFL to back you, number one. Number two, you got to go to a team where you're willing to just play for damn, like a bare minimum, like 500K, number two. He'll probably pay on a non-guaranteed contract. He will. He will. Guarantees in his contract. He will. And then the the final part, he's going to have to play for a coach as one to truly take a chance on him. And the only coaches that I see, Andy Reid, um, um, what's his name from uh, Pittsburgh, um, Thomas, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tampa's coach. Oh, most. Oh my God, yes. Arians was super take a chance on him. Um, Sean Payton might take a chance on him. Uh, maybe Belichick depends. Maybe Belichick. May, and the only reason why Belichick would take a chance on him, the only reason why Belichick would take a chance on him is if you're paying them a non-guaranteed contract and the reward is that he gets his 1,500 yards rushing, then so be it. We win. 
It's got to be a win. Belichick it's got to be a win for Belichick. I think Belichick will only touch him after he's come back with another team first that maybe had a little bit of success and maybe the team didn't yeah. want to pay him a new contract, so they just cut him. Okay, I'll pick him up off the street for nothing right. and then bring him in and see what he got. It's, like um, I said, it's going to take – I don't I don't think he has a chance to come back. I think the chances are like 5% chance. But he's got a – man, he's got a lot of work to do on his end. And if he ain't willing to do it, don't even think about it. What Justin was saying uh, about uh, true comments about, you know, if he had been a good player or whatever – that is that that mantra of are the is your talent bigger than your problems? Um, was it Ty, Tyree Hill from 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 KC? Anybody didn't he, like punches, didn't he punch his pregnant girlfriend? Yeah, you know, I know she, you know, recanted, you know, her allegations and stuff, you know, but it, it comes down to. Does your talent outweigh the the off field off the field issues you present? Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Justin. But that's kind of the mantra that a lot of teams and coaches have. If you got big talent and big problems, as long as the big problems don't outweigh your big talent, you'll always be able to play. Hence, that's sad. I guess T.O. was kind of that, but T.O. never got in trouble off the field though. You know, it was always just stuff about locker room rift and all that crap like that. But, you know, I guess you can say Antonio Brown, he's kind of in that position. You know, if he wasn't talented, we'd never hear his name ever again. Facts. I don't agree, but all right, well, on, on a better note, Let's let's have a discussion about NFL players. I, you know, I came up with this little idea um, to uh, to rate our biggest overrated quarterback and our biggest underrated quarterback in the NFL for the 2020 season. Um, so I, I had to think about this a little bit and. Um, <clears throat> I had to make a – so my overrated is going to stay the same, and it's Carson Wentz. I think he's extremely overrated. I think I, – I, I don't think he's that good to me, man. You don't like walking to him? I, I, I really don't, man. The dude's injury prone. He's tough. They won a division with Chico Sticks and nine later rappers at receiver last year. That's because Dallas was horrible. The Giants were horrible. The Redskins were tiny. His his top weapon stayed uh, banged up, Zach Ertz. He stayed banged up last year. Same thing with And they won the division with nothing. But he was. All the running backs were hurt. He was out of the playoffs even quicker. So I'm I'm just not. But he got there. They could have beat the, the Seahawks. They were in that game. Yeah, but it's Seattle, though. Seattle different. Um, 
Another guy that I feel like is extremely overrated and I forgot to write down is Kirk Cousins. I think everyone gives Kirk Cousins all this due diligence and respect and love and happiness and all that other crap. And guess what? He is trash. Kirk Cousins is trash. But and if anybody wants guy. to disagree, he is the country finesse guy. This dude finesses everybody. It's terrible. You better tell him, Justin. That dude knows how to get contracts. He does. What do I got? What? Yeah, yeah I, man. This dude, dude this dude has made about $120 million like over the last three or four seasons. Yeah, but it's and, and, and he and he ain't nowhere terrible. near the highest paid guy. He's terrible. He's not terrible. He's just dude, he's, he's, he's a middle of the road quarterback. Okay, watch this. Watch this. Uh, okay, watch this. So he's a middle of the road quarterback. If you give him the same talent that Carson once had, is he a playoff quarterback? You talking about the same weapons down the stretch that Carson Wentz had? Correct. I say no because he's not mobile like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz uses his legs a lot, you know. And well, you, Kirk Carson Wentz was overrated. So make up your mind. <laughs> You, you can't he's say he's overrated and give him credit for making the playoffs that he's that much better. Uh, make up your mind. Which one is he? He's terrible, man. Come on, man. Look, Kirk Cousins he's is terrible. terrible. He's 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 an average quarterback. He's average. Oh my god! But at, why is he you getting? Even, why is he even Kirk Cousins guy? But you can't. Even why is he that. getting? Why is he getting big big money to be? Uh, uh, why is he getting thirty plus million dollars? This dude because is not worth the essential water I'm drinking because right now. The playoffs, he's not know. worth the essential water I'm drinking. That's how I, I look. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have never been like like I was a huge fan of him when he was in Washington. But when he got too cocky and he started asking for the bread, I said, "Man, I'm done with him. I'm done because the talent around him is what saved him." And he could read defenses at the time. Now, this dude is trash. I've seen the writings on the wall. Kirk Cousins, you're trash. I'll say it. He's trash. Terrible. Um, Dudu. Manure. Um, um, Marlon. Lanyak. Lanyak. Something extra. Some extra trash. Okay? Um, he made playoffs last year. Kirk Cousins made the playoffs. He went. He Stephon went. Stephon Diggs. What? Stephon Diggs. Um. Um. Thielen. Dalvin Cook. Rudolph. Dalvin Cook. And a defense that was in the top ten. That's not hard. Is that on coaching? Though? Is that coaching or is that all on the team? You could okay combination. Watch this. They were about they look same team, and all they had was um what was the quarterback's name? They had um oh my god, right before Kirk Cousins, it was um dude went to Denver. What's his name? Damn it. Um, Keenum. 
Case Keenum. Yeah, the guy who, who threw the, the Minnesota Miracle. Yes. Right. That guy. Hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Justin. Justin, relax. Justin, relax. Please, don't do not do that. Nightmares. I got nightmares, okay? So, because I almost flipped the table over that. Over that. Now, I, I, I still just bothered you. You, you went me. home. You went home two years in a row to Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins. From the hey, same man, team. do me a favor. From the do same me a favor. team. Watch your mouth. You are the same team, the same, the same team that you own. We're not talking. We, we're talking about overrated versus underrated. Marlon, I'll call you tomorrow and talk about that, man. You, you are, you are just being extremely disrespectful. Line yacht, what you're talking about, okay? But anyway, back to what I was saying. So I, I um, got something for you. I got something took, for you. So really, you but, can sit home by three or. Three overrated quarterbacks, if, if you want to call Case Keenum an overrated quarterback, because you lost to Case Keenum, you lost to Jerry Goff and Kirk Cousins three years in a row. So, Marlon, this is what I'm going to do for you, right? I'm going to send you a box, right? And it's going to have a whole bunch of dog poop in it, okay? And I want you to open up that box, right? And, I, and it's going to have a card on the inside, and it's going to say, truly yours from the franchise. That's what Kyle Rudolph did on that touchdown. Truly yours. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so back back to back. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you put me and Marlon against each other. This is never All ending. day. <laughs> All day. All day. All day. So my underrated quarterback, and the reason why I feel like this guy's underrated is because I feel like he's he doesn't take plays off, and I think he, he truly carries the team, and that's Deshaun Watson. I don't think Deshaun Watson gets enough credit for the amount the, for the things he has done in Houston. This dude plays with cracked ribs, hurt shoulder, knees, the full nine, terrible offensive lines. And Bill O'Brien. And Bill, oh my God. He, and he, Bill he has overcome Bill O'Brien on a weekly basis. Oh my God. And if I were Deshaun Watson, I'd leave. Don't don't take the extension. Just Unless leave. they get a new coach. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Bill O'Brien's killing me, man. Um, But as far as... uh. Yeah, as far as that's concerned, I'm I'm just not a, a, a huge fan of um I'm not a huge fan of uh Bill O'Brien, but I love Deshaun Watson and I think Deshaun Watson is extremely, extremely underrated. But go ahead, uh go ahead, Mr. Sports Block, aka the the I'm I'm a, I'm gonna call you Mr. Cert, Mr. Certified Hater soon because your hate is real, man. So for me, most overrated quarterback for me, Jared Goff. <laughs> He's very overrated. You know, Todd Gurley and that defense is mainly the reason why those guys have had most of their success, you know, over, over the last couple of years. 
in all the biggest moments, what did you see Jared Goff do? He usually folded in all the big moments. What did he do in the Super Bowl against the Patriots? That, their, their defense kept them in the game. They had plenty of chances to win it. Jared Goff couldn't make a throw. He folded like a damn burrito, like, like a damn quesadilla, man. But he folded. I want to look back at his college career. He was below 500 at Cal. And the Pac-12 is not that great. No, they're not. You couldn't dominate in the Pac-12. So typically what you do in college is probably what you're going to do in the NFL. That's true. In most cases. True. My underrated guy, Matthew Stafford. Okay. Because he's been in a putrid organization. His top Hall of Fame receiver quit because of that putrid organization. And year in and year out, he's still in the top 10 and top five in most passing statistics every year. Oh, you forgot the fact that he's never had a running back to run over 1,200 yards. Yeah. Carry on Johnson was kind of close, was, you know, he was, he's decent, but he got hurt, you know. But Matthew Stafford has, he's always had a, that uphill climb since he's been a pro. Mm hmm. I agree. But he, he has one of the few 5,000 yard passing seasons in NFL history, you know. Mm hmm. We all know that, you know, he has a gang of uh, fourth quarter comebacks in his career. He's a competitor. That's why I, I make him my most underrated. All right, Justin, do us a favor. <laughs> Don't be disrespectful. Don't be crazy. Hey, look, me and Marlon, we set you up like Chris Paul. You know, look, we set you up for like slam dunks. So, hey, man, do it. Do his justice, man. Is Come he going to say number nine in New Orleans? If you say that nonsense, <laughs> Justin, I'm telling you now, you ain't never. This ain't going to be your show. This is going to be the me and Marlon show. You're going to be ex Man, we're going to kick you off the island, man. Man, you don't have to worry about that tonight, man. I am not, I am not that, uh, that okay. crazy. All right. Well, my my, my biggest okay, overrated player for 2020, and this is not total forever, but this is for 2020. Man, I got Philip Rivers. I honestly think, man, his best is way behind him. He does, you know. Honestly, I don't see him as being a starting quarterback anymore. He doesn't have the arm anymore. He he looks old on the field. I just don't see him doing anything in Indy. Now, I know he's going to have a much better offensive line there in Indianapolis. Uh, that's going to help him. But, you know, that helped him, you know, 10 years ago when he was actually decent, you know. But I, I just don't see him being a quality quarterback now. I think people see him as, you know, somebody that could push Indianapolis to making the playoffs this year. I don't see it. I honestly don't. 
Um, so that's my my biggest overrated player for 2020. My most underrated player, my biggest underrated player is somebody who even himself has been feel, feeling underrated this week. Mike Larson can attest to this. This guy feels like he's been overlooked by a lot of people, disrespected by a lot of people. Oh my God, this dude is trash. He's Derek trash. His Carr. Was trash. He's trash. No. Hey, I, I got to say something real quick. That season he got his ankle broken. I think he was he was going to win the MVP that year. He was on the MP, MVP path that year. I give you that. They but were other like, than that, they, I think they finished the season why, like eleven and five or something like that. They, there, there's like, a reason why. There's a reason why Double Two Spider Banana wants them out of damn um uh um out of Las Vegas now. Why, Chucky? Okay. Little Chucky. There's a reason why. There's a re. There's a reason why the bride of Chucky reincarnated <laughs> wants them out of Las why? Vegas. He's not that good. What's a better option in Oakland or Vegas? What's a better option? Oh, we we got options. Is oh, it uh, options. is it long neck? Mike Glennon? No, sir. I think Mariota over. I think Mariota over. Mike Glennon's only 5'11, but his neck makes him 6'6. Six, six. That's cold. <laughs> you're a wild dude. You're a wild dude, man. You're a wild but, but, dude. But, but, uh, but people are talking smack about him. But last year, he had over 4,000 yards passing, 21 yep. touchdowns, only eight interceptions. He didn't have a bad year, and he didn't have the weapons. He had a running back, but he didn't have the weapons at wide receiver. They drafted wide receivers this year. I see him as, like, having a breakout season. This guy is finally getting some weapons no. around him. Come on, man. The dude had 4,000 yards passing, and they want to replace him. With He's who? being disrespected. With who? Like, Mr. Franchise, tell me who's a, a viable option for the Raiders. If tell you would have let if you would have let Derek Carr go and get Phillip Rivers, they would have been nice. If oh, you would have went on, out man. and said Phillip Rivers, we just discussed that how he's Marcus over, over Mariota. Marcus Mariota would have been a great option. Jameis no. Winston, wait a minute. Now Jameis Winston, Winston I, now that he's got eye surgery. I agree with that. Jameis, Jameis with the eye surgery, minus 15 of them picks, is actually a better option. Definitely. Um, I, 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 to me, I just, I'm not sold on Derek Carr, man. He had one good year, man. One. And they paid this dude all this bread. You, you Marlon, can say. Y'all paid Matt Ryan all that bread. And you're depressed, and you got no money. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Watch this, Marlon. Hold on, Marlon. Watch this, Marlon. Before y'all was, before y'all got to the Super Bowl, you never had gray gray hair on your on 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 your face at all. Since y'all went to the Super Bowl on in, man, you looking like you're 55. I I'm got gray you. hair from dealing with you. That's how I got gray hair from dealing with you. So. <laughs> But look, Derek Carr can blame last season on Antonio Brown. 
Antonio Brown screwed them. There you go. He screwed. He screwed them royally. His yeah, because that, that was a lot of draft picks. They did. That was a lot of stuff. They gave up a lot to get that dude. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He screwed them. But back to your your Philip Rivers. Rivers is a dog, man. I don't care you how you want to slice it. No, no, no. Philip no, Rivers is a dog. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something about Philip Rivers. I think Philip Rivers, early in his career, should have gotten his throwing motion reworked. I think had he got his throwing motion reworked, like maybe, maybe like within his first two seasons, if he could, if he would have did that, Philip Rivers would would have an extra four or five more years on his career because he doesn't get hurt a lot. He, he's always available, but it's that throwing motion that that it's like. You already don't have a lot of arm strength and you have a bad throwing motion. That's just a recipe for disaster. Hey, man. You could put Phillip Rivers with 10 bums at wide receiver and this dude will make it happen. I I mean, he's done it time and time and time and time again. It's proven. How? How many rings does he have? I think he he has as many rings as I do, as many rings as as Matt Ryan does. Same amount of rings. So he never had a defense. So, okay, let's let's, let's break it down, Justin. Never had a defense in San Diego? He had a couple defense. He had a couple good years of defense. Justin. Yeah. He also had Damian Thomason and Antonio Gates for over a decade. Some but of the greatest to ever play the game in their position. Over a decade. What, what was the defense like? Outside of Sean Merriman, who else did they have? Nobody. They had some defensive linemen. Did they, who did they have at corner? Nobody. Outside of uh, um, Rogers Cromari. I'll they wait. Come on. They, they had guys that could play. No, that they had some terrible. guys that could play. They had Eric Weddle. Who? Eric Weddle, safety. He was a good safety for a lot of years. Yeah, he was a good safety. He but was a good safety for a lot of years. Their, their, defense, their defense wasn't that good. Their defense is just starting to come along. Like that, like with Bosa and Phillips and Derwin James. Like now that defense is becoming legit. Right now, like, in Phil Rivers' career, he has some terrible defenses, man. Terrible. And his receivers were not that great. He used to throw them open. Like, uh, they I couldn't do, get open. I do remember Travis Benjamin dropped two touchdown passes against the Patriots one year. Can't really, you know, back that up, but that's what he did. But nevertheless, Justin. Never, man. Go ahead. Well, say it. If you think Philip Rivers is trash, I respect your opinion. Trash. Today he's trash. Now, 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 he he was he was a above average quarterback in his heyday. Today he's trash. 
I honestly so think I that, that my second-string quarterback for the New Orleans Saints is a much better quarterback than the starting quarterback in Indianapolis today. Um, don't, don't, no, no, no. Jameis Winston with, with the eye surgery, yes. But Jameis Winston is with the eye surgery, hell no. Huh? Philip Rivers is going to be a Hall of Famer. He is. Jameis ain't. You, you, you put Philip Rivers as a Hall of Famer? Yes. 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 I don't. Not first ballot, but he's a Hall of so, Famer, though. So I don't. You, you remember all those quarterbacks from the 80s? Montana, Marino, Jim Kelly, all of those guys are Hall of Famers from that, that passing era of the 80s. Phillip Rivers is from that 2000s passing era. All those guys are going to make the Hall of Fame as well. Favre, Roethlisberger, Brady, Phillip Rivers is in there, Manning. Both Manning brothers. Yep. Eli Manning is not making it to the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry to bust up bubble. What? Wait, you just said who? He, he said he sent the Patriots home with two L's in the Super Bowl. He's making the Hall of Fame. And he's just not going to the Hall of Fame? And he's no. not going to the Hall of Fame? No. Justin. Justin, so this is why. This is why in, in, <laughs> in the NBS Central enterprise that we have today, why we are getting people drug tested at random because of that nonsense comment out your mouth, brother. Are you serious? This is a Hall of Famer. Oh, man. You be, and I'm not even an Eli guy. You beat the Patriots twice in their prime. He's not a top five quarterback of his era. At the time of him playing, he wasn't a top five quarterback. He won. If I'm gonna put you in the Hall of Fame, if I'm gonna put you in the Hall of Fame, you need to be at least the top five of when you were playing. Yes, he won Super Bowls, but was he the best best quarterback in the league? Was he the best quarterback in the league at the time? He was a Super Bowl MVP. Was he the best quarterback? No, in the league at that time. The best quarterback during that time frame. No, he wasn't the best, but he won two Super Bowls, Justin. So we're going to leave a guy that won two Super Bowls out the Hall of Fame. Yes. And played in them. I can see the team beat was Tom a bit in his prime twice. Right, that's what I'm saying. Twice. Oh. Justin, he's, he's, he really... he's, he's the one guy who can tell who who can tell Tom Brady to shut up? I beat Thank you, you twice. twice. I don't care about you having seen. And you know what, Tom Brady's Tom Brady doesn't have to have to talk at that point. All you have to do is hold up. How many how many fingers? Six he fingers. Say, he can say, Tom, I don't care about those six. Justin, Remember, you have three Eli owns him. To me, Eli owns him, man. Eli owns him. He won two games like, against him. Come on, man. That dude. Come on, man. The biggest stage, Justin. <laughs> on the biggest stage. It wasn't beat. like it was week 11 and it was the it was the second game that wasn't being televised. Both, both of those seasons, I think the Patriots had a bye going into the playoffs when they were the Ooh. number one or two seed. Yeah. <laughs> And he beat Yo, 
Yo, you just said Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer. Justin, Justin, I think that's worse than whatever I said Terry, Brad, Terry Bradshaw is a top 10 quarterback all time. If you, you got me beat, brother. So, Justin, let me ask Bring you. Bring it on. Bring it on. If Phillip Rivers had two Super Bowl championships with his current stats, would he be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes, because he because he has the stats. He has much greater stats than Eli Manning. He, in, in his prime, was a top five quarterback at yeah. his prime. So, yes, I would put him in the Hall of Fame. Without those two Super Bowl rings, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. You need both. In my opinion, you need both. You need winning and you need individual stats. So, so you're saying Dan Marino should be taken out of the Hall of Fame? Uh, man, that's a special case. I rest my case. That's, that, that's a special dude, case. man. That's a special hey, dude. That's a special saying, dude, man. You're saying Dan Faust should be taken out of the Hall of Fame. Marlon, 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 this is why you my guy. Even though I don't like people <laughs> from Atlanta, this is why you my guy. Okay? This is why you my guy. Even though I don't like I don't like cascades and I definitely don't like the 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 the, the chicken and waffles at times. This is why you my guy, because you, you you have your moments. And this is one of the moments. But go ahead, man. Let him have it. I'm just, I'm just saying, you got to take Marino out. You got to take Dan Fouts out. Yeah. You do. Anyway, guys, that, that's that's another argument for another day. No. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, no. man. Come on. No. <laughs> no, I want to see. Man, I, I can't wait to go to Facebook to see the comments. You just said Eli Manning's not a Hall of Famer. Bro, I want to, oh. I said it. Prime. And I that's believe it. That's the key, Mr. Franchise. He beat him in his prime twice. And, and still not by Still not enough. The Patriots not enough. with that loaded rock. When Randy Moss. Randy Randy they were, they were 16 and 0. Man. Yep, they were 16 and 0. The only undefeated team, and they thought they were and, the only undefeated team to win the Super Bowl, and they didn't. Yep, he beat them. Still not enough. Still not enough. But anyway, guys, we've gone hey, over a whole bunch hey, on buddy. our show tonight. Hey, hey, real quick, hey, real quick, I just want to say, Justin, you, you're a hard man to please, man. You're a very hard man to Please, bro. God, dog, man. So you, hey, you got to throw I it every year. You got to throw for sixty touchdowns every year. Hey, if I'm making, you got to be the top five. You got to be the top five at your position when you play. If you're in, in in the middle range every year and you win Super Bowls, I'm supposed to put you in the Hall of Fame because you won two Super Bowls. Brett and and you, were at, uh, you were an above average. Brett Favre was the top five quarterback at his time. It was every year he played. Every year. And Brett Favre has a ring, too. Yes. So Brett Favre, like, that, that's no argument about a Hall of Famer. The guy has everything. Aaron Rodgers Jim has Kevin. one. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is in the top five in his position. Aaron Rodgers has wow. a ring. So you got to take Kelly. Jim Kelly? You got to take him out of the Hall of Fame? The K guy? Jim, Ke I mean that's that's a weird one, man. The, the dude made it to three straight Super Bowls, four. so it's hard. Four, four straight. I mean that's 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 hard. That's hard to like. 
that that's never happened before. So no, that's how he, he, he won. He won. Statistically, monster. He's a borderline. He's a borderline guy for me, Jim Kelly. He really is. So he's a borderline Hall of Famer. Yes, I think he is, but he's definitely not a first ballot. But I think I think he barely is. Oh man, I know the chat, I know the chat room is going crazy right now. Oh, this is so, <laughs> hey Marlon, you, you see, hey, this is why I call some line yop. That's some line yop right there, bro. Woo! Justin, we gotta talk, buddy. We we gotta talk. <laughs> All right, well we got we gotta talk off the air because we've already gone way over, guys. But I appreciate y'all coming on tonight, man. We we've had some some pretty fun topics, uh, good discussions. Um, we gotta go see what this chat room saying because I know they're probably going crazy right now. You know, hey, I'm, I'm hey, sure. I just want to say right now, man. Hey, Justin, man, when it's time to renew your contract, man. Hey, man, you might get traded, bro. You getting traded? <laughs> you a non guaranteed deal. Nah, I get <laughs> Oh man, hey, this was dope, though. Real talk, man. This is real dope. Hey, for real, I've man. Been I, to I, get, I've been trying to get Truex on here, but he's still, you know, he's still duck, duck, truth. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he said you would say that too. Duck, <laughs> duck. True, yo, I will put that's a good one. That's hashtag Duck Duck True. We need to start oh, hashtags. Oh, oh, oh. I to him he said, He said, Yeah, I'm gonna be on the show, but I guess he, I guess he told me a lie. Oh, yeah, oh man, oh, he said, man. He said he was scared of Marlon or something like that. I, it, it, oh, he, he, he man, franchise too. Amen. He called him. No, I still can't get over this. He called him Duck Duck True. Oh my God. Oh, I can't wait to get to the chat room. True. Hey, man, you in trouble, bro. You in trouble. You better show your face, man. Because if you don't, you, you got issues. Hey, man, we, 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 hey, we handing out issues, man. You got an issue on your hands, man. Just saying. All right, guys. Well, it's been great. Yes. Um, I, I want to tell everybody who's watching, please like, share, please share, share, share. We need more viewers. We need, we need more people to see us, man. If you really like what you're seeing, show, show, show some people. It takes five seconds to, to hit a like and a share button. Show us some love, comment, you know, let us know what, what you like, what you don't like, what you agree with. You know, let just Justin know that uh, Eli Manning is not a Hall of Famer. Let, let the world know this. They're about to be on your neck. <laughs> That's too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> you said Jim Kelly is not a Hall of Famer. No, I said no. I said he's a borderline Hall of Famer. Borderline. Borderline. That's crazy. Jim Kelly was destroying defenses. That's destroying. Crazy. That's crazy, crazy. Oh. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, I, I want to tell everybody: please watch next week, next you know, next Tuesday, nine p.m. Central. Man. I'm coming right back. I'll be right <laughs> back. You are you are always welcome to come get this smoke, man. Anytime you want it, come get it. Because man, I, I, 
if that's what you we, call we smoke, your smoke is like on this Eli Manning stuff you talking. <laughs> <laughs> and and and. I, I encourage Eli Manning, if he wants to come on the show and try to argue why he's a Hall of Famer, I will take him too. He's, he's you know not. He's going to blind all us with the bling. <laughs> it's just two fingers. going to be like this. You can't see oh me. Oh, my God. You can't see me, Justin. Anyway, anyway uh, please watch uh, next Monday. MBS got a big lineup. You know, they got Larson live. You know, it's always a big show. Uh, I was told that he has a special guest on his show next week. Uh, that's going to be a great show to watch. You got Let's Talk About It uh, at, at 9 p.m. Central Time. You got True X Sports Guy with Keo. They always got interesting topics, man. They talk about sports, entertainment, pop culture. They talk about battle rapping. So it's always a great show. And tune in to us next week, man, because, uh, you know, we come and, and – I want to give a shout out to my normal co-host, uh, Mr. C, the trendsetter. He is, uh, he's still down, man. And we are still praying for him. Uh, I know all these guys in the show have nothing but love for him and we were praying for him. And uh, man, I mean, I take your time man. take your time and, and get better. And we, we will hold it down for you until you get back. And I mean, we can't wait to see you back, bro. So yeah, I, I have see, you I, see, take your time back so you can come back. Right. Come back healthy, so I could. So we we it, we got three, not one, not two, but three people set this dude Justin straight. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> you got any shout outs, Marlon? Hey, Amen. Just want to shout out to everybody, you know, in the MBS world, you know, continue, you know what I'm saying, supporting. Hey, right now we're going through a pandemic. I urge everybody, when you leave the house, take that mask with you. Ain't nobody too cool to not wear no mask. If, you, if you're too cool to wear a mask, I hope you ain't too cool, you know, to have an obituary. Because that's what's Damn. happening. Damn. Damn. With that being said, guys, it's been fun. I uh, appreciate y'all coming on and uh, catch y'all next week, man. Later, guys.